Welcome to the Discover Strength Podcast, where we ditch the fads and bring you the latest research on exercise to help you look and feel your best in a fraction of the time. I'm your host, Logan Emmett Herlihy, an exercise physiologist with Discover Strength. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Discover Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Emmett Herlihy. So excited to be joined today by one of our most senior trainers at Discover Strength. I know I say that, and I don't believe it when I look at you, Tay. Taylor Melvin joins us from our Plymouth location. Why don't you say hi, Tay? I'm sure most of our listeners know you, but introduce yourself, and why don't you kind of cue us up? Where are we going to be talking about today? Hi. Yeah, thanks, Logan. Uh, But today, we are discussing older adults' strength and hypertrophy, okay? So strength training as we age. Yeah, 100%. Such an important um, thing just for our listeners, right? We we get a lot of people that come into Discover Strength that are, um, you know, a little bit older. Um, we tend to target people who are probably 50 and above in general, just because they have a little more disposable income, and they really need what we do, right? So when we're in our 20s and 30s, we kind of take take for granted, uh, you know, the mobility that we might have and the ability to move around and quality of life. And as we age, obviously, those things start to deteriorate, but we can fight off all that stuff if we strength train properly, like we do at Discover Strength. So today I brought Tay on, we're going to be talking about a really interesting study that looked at, is there an age that's too old to reap the benefits of strength training? And uh, spoiler alert, there's not, right? So uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about a few things you probably heard on the podcast before, things like sarcopenia, dynapenia, and aging, right? So just to recap, why don't you sort of tell us the difference between sarcopenia and dynapenia today? Yes. So sarcopenia is really age-related muscle loss. So we tend to lose about 0.5 to 1.5% of our muscle mass per year, or really about 10% of our muscle mass per decade of life after the age of 50. So uh, again, that's a pretty scary and depressing statistic. So really the question is what we can do to attenuate this muscle loss as we age, right? Um, so dynapenia is a little different. It's going to be age-related strength loss which we're finding is probably the most important factor to focus on more so than sarcopenia because it is associated more so with mortality rates and quality of life. Yeah, 100%. And and for those of you interested in diving a little bit more deeply into those topics and the differences, I would highly recommend we've had uh, on before Dr. James Fisher, Dr. Wayne Westcott has talked about uh, aging and strength training. Dr. Fisher talked about dynapenia specifically. And then Dr. Sarah Oikawa, who's a uh, professor at the Gatorade Sports Science Institute, or I'm sorry, a researcher at the Gatorade Sports Science Institute uh, out of Florida, uh, came on for an episode where we talked all about Um, sarcopenia and aging. So lots of great episodes we've had on in the past. Today, we're specifically going to be talking about a research article that was a massive meta-analysis that really looked at resistance training for the elderly and focused on three main areas. First, is strength training safe for the elderly, right? This is often perceived as sort of a barrier to participation. People think that strength training is inherently dangerous, and the reality is it doesn't have to be. The second thing we're going to be looking at is, can older individuals still hypertrophy or grow larger muscles? Can they get bigger muscles even into their 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond? 
And finally, can older individuals still get strength improvements, right? So even in what was called in the study, not our words, studies, words, oldest of the old, so meaning 75 years and beyond. So uh, why don't we just kick off here, uh, Tay, by looking at some of these ideas of adverse events, right? Why are some of the reasons that older individuals tend to stray away from things like strength training? Yes, so there, there is an idea that strength training is still very dangerous if you're an older individual. And I'm not sure exactly where that came from, maybe just because historically strength training has been associated with really fit, muscular young bodybuilders who move a ton of weight. You know, they're screaming, they're going right in the face, maxing out with weights. So maybe that's where that idea comes from. But um, really when it comes down to it for older individuals, what we found from this study is that it's incredibly safe to strength train. So from the recent systematic review, the, they really found no adverse events while looking through, again, this is a meta-analysis, so looking through a handful of studies that was looking at specifically 75 years old of age, um, people of age, um, there was, they said, a couple reports of muscle soreness following the exercise session. And in one study, there was an exacerbation of pre-existing osteoarthritis. So just a flare up of somebody's osteoarthritis. Otherwise, no reported serious events directly related to exercise intervention. So in terms of heart attack, stroke, or even death, which are some of the most common barriers to participation in resistance exercise for older adults, they did not see those adverse events happen. Yeah. And, you know, you were quoting directly from that, that article takeaway. And it's, it's really profound when you read what, what these researchers had to say. I think the, the last piece there was these results that suggest uh, resistance training can be safe, even for the very elderly uh, related to exercise interventions. And then these results suggest that resistance training can be safe, even for the very elderly, right? So that's exactly what you want to hear. If you're feeling like you're struggling with your day-to-day -day abilities to, you know, hold your grandkids or get up and down a set of stairs to, to know that you can go and do something uh, like a resistance training workout at Discover Strength and be extremely safe, it's just got to be really encouraging for someone who might be a little bit older on that uh, age spectrum. Uh, something that wasn't mentioned in this study, but is a, a project learn, you know, as a company, we do weekly research articles that we read together, um, which is one of my favorite parts of being a, a exercise physiologist at Discover Strength is just learning together. We looked at a research article last year, and I'm sure you remember this one, it was from a, a study in Brazil, uh, where they looked at uh, people with high blood pressure, so hypertensive individuals, and with a really minimum effective dose, just a few exercises each week, these people who were really hypertensive or pre-hypertensive in a hospital setting, uh, we were able to uh, drastically reduce their resting blood pressure. So, you know, a lot of these things that, like you said, people just assume, right? You see some big meathead grunting and veins popping out of their face when they're lifting weights. And, you know, somebody who's 60, 70, 80 years old might go, oh my God, there's no way I can do that. Well, you don't have to, right? And you can still reap a lot of the benefits of strength training without doing all kinds of crazy things. So let's talk next about building muscle mass. Right, This idea of hypertrophy, which for a lot of older individuals, I don't know about you, I know we're both on the sales team for Discover Strength. I don't get a lot of you know, 70-year-olds that come in and say that they want a six-pack or they want 20-inch biceps, um, but if they, if they 
were understanding the importance of building muscle and strength, they'd probably say that they want to hypertrophy a little. So what does the research say about building muscle, increasing cross-sectional area for older individuals? Yes. So from the meta-analysis, adults over 75, we found can significantly improve their hypertrophy, but not fiber cross-sectional area. So we can, we see an increase in muscle size in adults over 75, but we don't see the increase in fiber cross-sectional area. So that's going to be within the muscle itself. Okay. Which is okay. I think that's an important point that seeing a muscle size increase is very valuable. It's highly relevant given that, um, you know, sarcopenia can increase your risk of falls of fractures um, and really just decreases your overall functional independence, right? So it's very advantageous to be able to do a hypertrophy with age. So again, we were able to find that despite advancing age, we can see improvements. Now the improvements were small to modest is what they found in the study, um, but we were able to see improvements and at least mitigate that loss, right? That I mentioned earlier, without that strength training, um, you're gonna probably see some muscle mass loss with age. So that's important. Yeah. And, and that can't be emphasized enough, right? Because after you saw cross a certain threshold of aging, just maintaining what you have is extremely important. So the fact that you can just hold on to what you've already got, or potentially even, like you said, small to modest improvements in, in hypertrophy, um, you know, at very elderly ages at, at 75 and above is is great, right? Because we know how highly correlated sarcopenia is with a bunch of negative health outcomes. So the more muscle you can hold on to, um, the more you can see those positive correlations with longevity and not just longevity, but what's really important, right? Is health span, how you feel as you continue to age. And we know, and we've seen it in all kinds of research that the more muscle, the more strength you can maintain as you get older, the much better your health span is in the long term. And I, I would just love for you to share this example because I know Luke is super proud of this, um, but his mom actually trains with us. So uh, we call her Boots. Boots Carlson has been training with Discover Strength for, gosh, I think since we started. And, uh, you know, I was able to find some of her bod pods. Um, Boots is in her 60s uh, right now, or I think maybe just crossed over to her 70s. But why don't you share with us just the kinds of improvements she was able to see training consistently at what we call an elderly age. Are you experiencing low back pain that continues to persist even though you've tried everything? Research indicates the root cause of most back pain is due to deconditioning or lack of strength in the low back musculature. Unlike chiropractic, massage, and other passive therapies that treat the symptoms of low back pain, Medic's Medical Low Back Therapy by Discover Strength is an active therapy, which means it treats the pain at its source. With just two sessions a week for five weeks, the Medic's Medical Low Back Therapy will help you decrease pain levels, increase flexibility and mobility, and improve quality of life and independence. Schedule your free introductory session at our Chanhassen location today. Yes, so Boots has some really interesting data that we can look at. So really from 2017 to 2020, she's been doing really consistent bot pod tests. Now she's been training with us for the last decade, but we, have, we got our bot pod in 2017. So that's when we started to get data. Um, but over the last three years, she's put on 
approximately eight and a half pounds of lean tissue of, of muscle, really, and that's from age 67 to 70. So that's almost three pounds of lean mass per year that she's been able to, to attenuate, really just something that most trained exercises would kill for, right? So really interesting to see that. Yeah, and I mean, three pounds of lean tissue a year. Most most of our listeners, most people in their 20s and 30s would kill, uh, you know, to get results like that. So so hats off to Boots. Um, and I know she's she's kept up her training consistently since then as well. So we'll have to find uh, another bipod for her soon and, and see if she's kept it up. Um, but I, I think this was super interesting, too, is one of the things that came out of one of our, our more recent Project Learn articles was following this. We propose, and this is just a quote directly out of there, that uh, resistance exercise programs that consist of two exercise sessions per week and involve a combination of upper and lower body exercises performed with a relatively high degree of effort for one to three sets of six to 12 repetitions is appropriate as a treatment for sarcopenia. So that was a paper looking at how to reverse sarcopenia or mitigate sarcopenia. And I think the thing with boots that really stands out is we probably, we think, probably see more results like this. Now, this paper we're talking about saw really small, minor improvements uh, in hypertrophy and and muscle cross-sectional area but there's not a lot of control for what type of training they were doing. So we feel pretty strongly that if people were training with a much higher level of intensity with something like we do at Discover Strength, uh, with those recommendations I just read there, they probably see even more significant results. Um, So just really um, encouraging. And I think Boots is such a great example of what can be accomplished even in your 60s, 70s and beyond. So Lastly, let's just talk about strength increases, right? So we know the importance and the correlation with sarcopenia. Now let's talk a little bit about dynapenia and can improving your strength be something that you can still do as you age, as you get older? What is the research? What did this article specifically have to say about that day? Yes. So as we said before, dynapenia is age-related strength loss. So it's probably a more important factor to focus on than sarcopenia because it has a more positive association with a better quality of life and decreased mortality risk. So maybe you lose a little bit of muscle with age, but if your strength stays, you have more functional ability, decreased risk of falls, et cetera. Okay, so dynapenia is an extremely important factor to look at. So from the study we found in the meta-analysis that resistance training was able to produce substantial increases in muscle strength And it was also observed in a subgroup analysis of studies that included the oldest of the old. Okay, so we're talking 75 plus, um, really suggesting that resistance training can enhance muscle strength even at advanced stages of aging. Which again is exactly what we want to see, right? Just to maintain that strength is probably the thing that's that's the most important. And, And something that wasn't really mentioned in this study, but I think is super important to just talk to our listeners about as well is this idea of high threshold motor units in aging, right? So um, these type two, you've probably heard us talk before about type one, type two, slow twitch, fast twitch. Um, The big thing you need to understand, especially as we age, is we tend to lose those higher order motor units, those type two faster twitch muscle fibers as we age. And one of the best way to hold on to those is through resistance training, right? So again, even if you're not increasing muscle size, which might not be realistic, not everybody's boot Carlson, right? Um, Might not be realistic to get jacked in your 60s, 70s, and 80s, but you can 
stay strong, right? And you can potentially increase strength and fight off dinopenia and see all these physiological improvements that are associated with strength training. So for somebody who's looking to do that, to add uh, strength, to add um, just longevity to their life, what are some of the recommendations you would have um, for strength building um, as well as muscle building? What are some of the things people should be looking for in their workouts? Yes. So really the three basic tenets of an evidence-based program, if you're an older individual, really anybody, but specifically an older individual is to number one, work hard, work brief, and then work in frequent number three. So work hard, that comes down to that high level of effort that in this study they were alluding to. High effort is really just going to mean creating a high degree of fatigue within the working musculature. So I think this factor can scare a lot of, uh, especially older individuals away from strength training. It can seem scary to, to work that hard, if you will. But what we've seen from the research and from experience is that it is extremely safe. And it's going to be really the most important factor when it comes to keeping your strength, building your strength and muscle with age. Okay, and then brief. So only needing to train really no more than twice a week so that you can have appropriate recovery from your strength training um, and, and infrequent as well. Okay. So again, having at least 72 hours of rest between workouts at a minimum. Yeah. And, and as always, right, we want to, especially if you're doing a minimalistic workout or just getting into it for somebody that maybe hasn't strength trained for a long time, that's starting to add in strength training and their later decades is target the muscles that are the most important, right? And by that, I mean the big movements, right? So think big compound multi-joint exercises, and that's going to help you minimize the amount of time, right? It's going to make your workouts brief. It's going to make them or help them be a little more infrequent because you're going to hit so many muscle groups all at once with those bigger movements. So think things like a chest press or a pull down or a big leg compound movement. Um, it doesn't have to be very complicated in order to see a lot of benefits. Um, and I think the big thing again is the improvements in strength show those positive correlations with all kind of improvements in longevity and cardiovascular related health markers. So if you want to live forever uh, or close to it and be bulletproof, right, you've got to strength train. You've got to uh, follow those tenants that taste said, you know, work hard, work brief, uh, and work infrequently. And I think the big thing, the, the biggest recap, hopefully, that you guys can all take away from this episode today is you're never too old to train, right? Unless you've obviously got massive contraindications for something. Um, but even then I would, I would say, talk to your doctor, see if there's a routine that could potentially work for you and go to a place, um, you know, whether it's discover strength or anywhere else that has really highly educated individuals that can work around whatever preexisting conditions you might have, um, and offer you the ability, um, you know, to get some of your, your livelihood back. Why don't you just share with us some of your biggest takeaways? I guess I know you've been, been here a long time and worked with a lot of young and old individuals. What's, what's been your favorite thing uh, working with old individuals that you've seen just anecdotally over the course of your career at Discover Strength? Yeah, it's been really rewarding to, to work with individuals who are honestly brand new to strength training that have never strength trained and they're coming in for the first time in their 60th or 70th decade, even 80th decade, and being able to see their strengths and muscle improvements and really how it affects their quality of life. 
like being able to to hear that they're able to play with their grandkids and take them to the playground um, as an example, um, being able to like tend their garden without low back pain, things like that are, are probably the most rewarding things I've been able to experience in my role as an exercise physiologist. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and all those same examples, you know, as somebody who's a, a practitioner to, to be able to give somebody some freedom back um, and, and to give them the power to, to take control of their life is, is probably the biggest gift we have as, as exercise physiologists. So thank you so much, Tay, for, for sharing your knowledge and um, being with us today. And everyone, please like and subscribe if you haven't already. We're excited to bring you more awesome tidbits and uh, strength training facts. So, Tay, thank you so much for being with us today. Everyone, thank you for listening, and we will see you all again soon.